1: Third round of the Genesis Invitational. Joaquin Neiman uh, taking a step back on the back nine. He was to 21 under, and now he's fallen to 19 under. Still a good round, two ahead of Cameron Young. Victor Hovland all alone at third, way back at 12 under. And then Max Homa, Adam Scott at minus 11. Scotty Scheffler won a week ago uh, down in the desert. He's at 10 under with Maverick McNeely. Justin Thomas at 10 under. So uh, Neiman in good shape, Young, nipping at his heels. They'll be the final pairing at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club in suburban Los Angeles. Pacific Palisades, to be exact. Tiger Woods, a uh, host of that tournament. You may remember a year ago around the Genesis Invitational is when uh, Tiger got in that car accident that almost claimed his life. And then beyond that... Um, Almost cost him his leg. Now he was able to return to golf in uh, that that tournament around the holiday, the the, the old father son, and he played pretty well. They were runner up to John Daly and his son Tiger and and his kid, and uh, quite a comeback uh, for Tiger Woods. It remains to be seen when he'll play again on the PGA Tour. Uh, that. That was, well, competitive golf wasn't, you know, uh, wasn't an official PGA Tour event. So there you go. Uh, Kevin Lynch coming up in a little bit. Uh, We'll get a hold of Kevin momentarily uh, from Valley Sports North. Talk about Timberwolves at the break. It is NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, Some of the skills events, uh, dunk contest, three-point challenge, uh, the All-Star game tomorrow, and then the Timberwolves get back at it. Uh, later in the week, and a very tough back-to-back uh, coming out of the break with Memphis and Philadelphia uh, here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. So uh, uh, Timberwolves dropped one to Toronto right before the break and didn't play particularly well. So we'll get Kevin's thoughts on all of that. One, one other thing I wanted to bring up, speaking of teams not playing pretty w- or very well, and that is the Minnesota Wild right now. They are struggling. They got thumped by Florida on Friday night, 6-2. to They'll be on the road at Edmonton on Sunday, and they begin that swing through Canada, and they're going to put a lot of air miles uh, in Canadian airspace. But once again, the Oilers on Sunday night, and it hasn't been real good for the Wild as of late. They got beat by Winnipeg 6-3 to on Wednesday night, and then ahead of that, uh, they were able to... Uh, Outscored Detroit 7-4, to but they've been giving up a lot of goals as of late. They'll need to tighten things up uh, quite a bit. But uh, the Wild once again back at it when they take on the Oil in Edmonton uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock our time. All right, back to the Timberwolves. Kevin Lynch joining us from Valley Sports North. Kevin, how you been?
2: I'm doing well, Steve. It's good to hear your voice.
1: Yeah, it, winter's getting a little long at this point. I don't know about you. I know you' play tennis in the winter months, but I'm sure you'd like to get back to playing outside kep
2: well it's interesting you're talking about this with me because i'm in I'm actually in Florida right now oh and, nice In and the Florida Keys it was like eighty degrees and sunny today and yesterday and and uh yeah, I got people all around me in my life have been taking vacations, and I haven't been able to do it and now it's my chance you know all-star break so i can get out of town for a few days
1: yeah that 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 sounds great now did you bring the tennis racket or are you taking a break
2: no no it's interesting you bring up tennis is there's a i'm in key west right now and there's a little tennis club where you can go if you show up every morning like at you know eight o'clock or something you can you can uh Rent a racket and people just show up and it's like a, it's like pick up basketball. You can just show up and they parry off with somebody and you can you can play. So,
1: so I'm, I'm going to do that actually tomorrow morning. So nice. You and you, so you went down to Key West and you're just going to crush people in the morning. You're just going to. I'm going to rip out their heart as soon as I can, Steve, and then eat it right in front of them, right there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, and you're, you're super competitive, and I'm sure they're going to say, "I got to play this guy," um, you know, because cause you're t- you're taller and you have length. I mean, that that's got to be scary for someone just showing up on a a Sunday morning to play a little tennis, and it's like, "I got to play this guy." Uh, no, exactly.
2: I, mean, the <laughs> I i i'm here to I'm here to take away their their will to live that's 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 my goal
1: <laughs>
0: yeah oh
1: that's awesome well I can hardly wait to hear how it goes i, I, I wish there was some video of this when it's like okay i, I got to play this guy and uh, that's awesome um timberwolves let, let's jump right into it they're at the all star break cat's uh, gonna be a reserve in this game. Going into the break there there were some signs that things weren't going particularly well, particularly they're shooting in the last couple of games before the break now they were able to get get a win and then they ultimately lost to Toronto, but they looked like a team that needed a breather
2: yeah yeah, I know it's you know what 's funny about that is it, it seems like you get to you know you get to like kind of that midway part of the season, just like in baseball you know where they play a 100- hundred 62 games or whatever you just the dog days of summer for a baseball team it seems like from game about 40 45 in the nba schedule to about 65 you know game you know for about a 20 game stretch there it's kind of the dog days of of an nba season where you just man you just there's so many you've already played a bunch of games and and you're only midway through the through the season and and you're a little bit uh you know you're just tired physically mentally whatever and and, Towns has actually talked about that recently it seems like, and, and Finch kind of disputed it a little bit, but I think it's kind of true, you know, and then when you're a good team and you get past a game 65, then it's a, a mad rush of games to kind of gear up for the playoffs. You kind of get re-energized, so that's what the stretch they're in. I think this break is going to be good in some ways, and, and uh, get, you know, the guys that are in, in the all-star weekend stuff, they'll have fun, and then everybody else kind of typically scatters and goes someplace nice and warm. So they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. I, I think you'll see a, a more energized team, uh, you know, next week when they start playing games again. So it, this is not atypical for an NBA team, I don't think.
1: Uh, Timberwolves didn't make any moves at the deadline. They they stand pat and are in good position, still have a chance to get into that top six but in reality the team's right in front of them denver and dallas are pretty good and it is going to be a challenge it looks like the timberwolves certainly have enough breathing room to ultimately get in but the way things are shaping up they would really need over the final 23 to get on a roll to be able to leapfrog over say denver or dallas yeah
2: but you know at the same time I, i agree with you steve at but you know it seems like before the season started um you know most and i was thinking you know if the wolves could it'd be a, a pretty good season if they could get to say 35 wins and it seems like that was kind of what everybody was po- pointing to was you know if the wolves went 30 mid 30s or right around there that'd be a productive season that'd be a, a season where they could get in through the play uh, in system and sure. uh, you know it'd be it'd be a good step for this team but I mean, with that many games to go in this season, they're going to win more than that. I mean, I would think they got a great chance to win 40 or more. And, I mean, that's kind of exceeding expectations. So, yeah, I'd love for the team to get in one of those top six spots. But if that doesn't happen and they win, you know, 42 games or something, that's 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 pretty darn good from where this team has been the last few years. So, you uh, I'm excited where this team can go. Now, we, you and I have talked – before about additions to this roster, this roster needs some addition. They need more size and and uh, some more shooting, I think. But um, but th- there's good chemistry on this team. They, they 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 care, you know. That's important. I think the coaching staff has done a nice job. So I don't know. I mean, they're not ready to win an NBA championship yet. And maybe that disappoints some Timberwolves fans. But for the most part, if you're going to win in Minnesota in the NBA. You got to take kind of those proper steps, and and this season has been a has been a good step, and and uh, they're they're going to get into the playoffs somehow, and and let's have some fun with this. I mean, I, no, I I'm no. excited where these guys are going. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I I couldn't agree more because I I was thinking the same thing. I mean, if you would have told me before the season that you know the Timberwolves have a chance to even win more than they lose this year and finish above 500, yeah. even if it's 42 and 40, it's like, hey, you know great that that means they're playing meaningful games in march and into right. april and have a good chance to to get a playoff game or you know get into that playing tournament i i i couldn't agree more and i and i think carl anthony towns has really started to mature now he's a max player and i but i think he's made some progress and i think there's been stretches as of late where he's really been willing to carry the load in the fourth quarter and be the man in the fourth quarter and and that's really good to see as well.
2: Yeah, and, you know, for sure. I mean, he is still a work in progress, too. He does a little too much complaining with the refs yep. and, and dealing with all that. But it seems like, I don't know, maybe the last week or so, it's, it's uh, you know, that's gotten a little bit better. I know Finch has been talking to Towns about that. But, you know, another another thing that, that you know, I think we can be hopeful about is it seems like when the Wolves are at their best, when they're, they're playing well, um, it's never – like all it's never Russell towns and Edwards all playing well at the same time. It's like towns plays well. And the bench plays well. Then Edwards scores big with towns, but Russell doesn't play well. They they have not put it all together. And, and then that's another reason that, that, that there's some hope with this roster is, is the fact that, you know, once everything clicks at the same time and the bench has definitely been a strength this year, um, th- then they, they have a chance to even do, do more. I mean, just think if the Wolves, you know, get into the playoffs, play in tournaments, then they, they win some games, they get into the first round, and even if they lose in the first round to somebody, one of the higher seeds in the West, I mean that, that's exciting. I mean, that'd be fun to watch. It'd yep. be fun for me to work and you're covering the team as well. So um that could happen. So yeah, it's uh it's good to see Towns doing his thing and and playing well, and I'm going to watch the three-point contest tonight with Levine and Towns shooting off. It's going to be fun, the dunk contest, so it's exciting.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then coming out of the break, two teams that are the real deal, Memphis on Thursday night, John Moran, and then, of course, uh, Joel Embiid and Philly on Friday night. So two real tough ones coming out of the break.
2: Yeah, and yeah. have you been paying attention? I don't know if you've been watching much of Philadelphia now. It's going to be interesting when Harden starts to play for them, yeah. but M- Embiid has just been an absolute monster recently, oh. and I watched some of their game the other night. And he's just been, God, that guy is so talented, and he's, I mean, when he's really motivated to play and put up big numbers, he is just one of the most dominant players in this league. All that threat, right, they beat Milwaukee. So yeah, he was he's been he's been fabulous recently, Steve. So him and him and Towns, I think of their their relationship has warmed up a little bit. It's it's not as I don't think they're they're they uh, have as quite as many issues like they did a couple of years ago when they were fighting that one game. But yeah, Embiid is a stud, so it's going to be uh, interesting to watch him and Towns go at it because obviously Towns is playing well too.
1: Yeah, and that's Friday night and Thursday night, John Morant. What do you think about his game? I, I it's just a, a joy to watch him play the game.
2: Well, he's he's so athlete, he's so quick and athletic, oh, and yeah. I, I I thought yeah, yeah that's an understatement maybe, but you know some of the young guards that come into this league, a lot of the young players, you know, it's like not just the guards, but. Uh, a lot of them just need to work on becoming a better shooter, but that that kid has been a better shooter than I anticipated, and then, the, but the fact that he's, he's you know, he's so quick and fast, and he gets wherever he wants because of his athleticism, and, and uh, they got a nice vibe there with, uh, with the Grizzlies, and I, I'm sure you've been paying attention a little bit to, to Tyus Jones coming off the bench. Boy, he has been terrific, mm. Tyus Jones from Apple Valley, and I know, like, I think this is the last year of his contract too, Steve. So uh, he's played well enough and and uh, on a good team now with Memphis that I think our good friend Tyus Jones is going to sign another another juicy contract after this season.
1: Yeah, and, and and why not? He's earned it. Hey, Kev, you've earned it. Enjoy Key West, <laughs> and then I I mean, what, what do you 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 play one set tomorrow morning? I mean, I I know you're going to dominate, so. Get it done.
2: Oh, I will. In fact, I'll have some. Maybe I'll have some video footage. I'll text you, Steve.
1: <laughs> All right, I,
2: so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have the last point of the championship match, and then I'll, I'll send you a text of me holding up the trophy. How about that? Does that sound yeah, good. And
1: then, yeah, that sounds good. And then, and then your opponent uh, weeping um, <laughs> as they leave the court. Get me that one. That's as well. right. <laughs> I will do that. All right. Take care, Kev. All right, see ya. There he is, Kevin Lynch, Valley Sports North, Timberwolves analyst. Timberwolves at the break. NBA All Star game tomorrow. Carl Anthony Towns, a reserve in, uh, in that game. I'll, I'll tune in, check it out. 523 here at News Talk, 830 WCCO. College football playoff remains the same for the foreseeable future. We could see changes in 2026. We'll get into that a little bit. In a moment, here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Gophers win. They blow out Northwestern at the barn today, 77-60. to 60. Luke Lowe, 24. Jamison Battle, 21. Coming off two ugly losses to Ohio State and Penn State on the road. So they come back to the barn, beat the Wildcats today. Hey, uh, a, a good day at Williams Arena for the Golden Gophers as they try and close out uh the season they get uh wisconsin at the barn next wednesday night uh, they host indiana a week from tomorrow then they're on the road at maryland and on the road at northwestern before they go to the big 10 tournament and then get ready for next season i'm not saying they can't win a game at the big 10 tournament uh but i i i think the fact that They've overachieved and overachieved early in the season, and then the grind of the Big Ten season caught up with them. But, but good for them to get the W today at Williams Arena. By all accounts, they came out of the gate, shot the ball well. So, so good for Ben Johnson and the Gophers to get a W in what's turned out to be a, a long Big Ten season. Speaking of college sports, college football playoff, uh, we learned on Friday that uh, the College Football Board of Managers decided to keep the current format through 2025. Uh, We could see a change beginning with the 2026-2027 season. So, if you hate the current playoff, it got to the point for me where it was... If you're only going to have four, then just go back to two. Um, I never thought the move to four made any sense, considering you have conference champions in five major conferences and should at least have an at-large. But ideally, it would be the five power conferences and three at-large and go to eight and have an 18 playoff. And they said, well... At the end of the day, Alabama and Georgia were so much better than everyone else. Oh, I get that. that, that that's a fundamental issue with college football right now and a, and a fundamental issue with their, their magnet programs, and, and they dominate. And We've seen that from Clemson in recent years. I, I don't know what you do about that, but if you're going to go to the trouble of having a playoff, I just don't know how in any given year you can say, well, what we've determined is is that the Pac-12 champion doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how that conference stands for it. I, I don't know how the Big 12 stands for it when they get the short end. Because if you remember, two SEC teams, Alabama and Georgia, and Cincinnati and Michigan, Cincinnati and Michigan weren't very competitive. Ultimately, Georgia and Alabama squared off. And you could say, well, it's probably going to be an SEC team every year. But if you're going to have a playoff, wouldn't you have representatives from all five of your major conferences or the Power Five, whatever you want to call them? So uh, same old, same old for the next few years in college football. Uh, you'll, you'll still have the bowl games, and then you'll have this, 531. Here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Uh, the girls' state hockey tournament next Wednesday and Thursday. And David Levake from the Star Tribune will join us. We'll have a preview. Pairings will be set tomorrow because there's one section final in Class A that needs to be decided. Once that decided, they can have their seating meeting. And uh, we'll get on with it. But David levake will join us here on News Talk. A30 wcco State girls hockey next Wednesday and Thursday in St. Paul, 1A Wednesday, 2A on Thursday, state championship games a week from today. We have all but one spot filled, and that's uh, going on in Alexandria right now, River Lakes, and Fergus Falls. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on the hub. Don't see a score there. But uh, speaking of the Star Tribune, and by the way, uh, the Minnesota uh, Girls Hockey Hub, a service of the Star Tribune, David LeVake joins us, part of the great high school sports coverage team there. Uh, David, good to visit with you. I hope all is well.
0: All is well, Steve. Thanks.
1: Yeah, here we go. Uh, Girls Hockey Tournament, and it should be a fun one uh, as we fill it out. Uh, Fifteen of the 16 teams are set.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the last three nights I've been out watching double A section finals, and all three of those nights offered something memorable in, in different ways. Uh, capped really by last night, uh, Minnetonka needing to go deep into the first overtime to finally get past Holy Family. And what was I've been telling people, and I don't mean this in any derogatory way at all, but that was the most physical girls' hockey game I've ever seen, and I thought it was great. I mean, they. Because you know you can talk about you know we played hard, we wanted it, it showed in the way they played. kids were selling out from both teams, and uh it's overtime. it could have gone either way, but uh, the women it went talk is way, and, and the skippers are back to see if they can get over the hump they've been they were third a couple of years ago and, and they lost the semifinals last year, so they, I know they're 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 really uh anxious, you know, interested to get to that championship game this time.
1: Yeah, and uh, you have to wonder how the seedings are going to shake out. That's been moved to Sunday morning, so we'll find out for sure. Andover, number one, I think you can bank on that. Unbeaten yes. state champions two years ago, runners up a year ago. But the two and three between Edina and Minnetonka, how do you see it?
0: Oh, it's Edina. It's Edina. I think, number I, think, two. I think Edina's two and three against uh, Minnetonka this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I fully expect Minnetonka, or excuse me, Edina and the two, and then probably Minnetonka in the three. And then um, the four, I don't know, can like Maple Grove, uh, uh, the Gentry Academy, what do you do with Burnsville? Uh, that, that's, the, that's the where I'm, I'm interested is where, what happens to four and five.
1: Yeah, and uh, by the way, Maple Grove beat Centennial Spring Lake Park. I visited with Jim Coltus a little bit earlier in the day on the program. Uh, Dinah beat Benilde St. Margaret's four to one. I was really impressed by Benilde. I saw them late in the year at Hill Murray, and that was a terrific game. Speaking of physical, and checking is not allowed, but they, they still use the body very effectively. Benilde has a, a great blue liner. We've talked about her in the past. Emma Peschel, uh, she won't get to play in a state tournament. And that's what's so unfortunate in, in sections for boys or girls. Some of these sections are are deep, and some really good teams don't get a chance to play at the X.
0: That's right. First of all, I want to go back to Emma Peschel from Benilde St. Margaret. She's on our all-metro first team for the Star Tribune, and so we do the photo with all the, six of those kids that are on that team, the photo was shot last weekend, and I told her. I said we were talking about you on the on the radio, and you really impressed very much on Steve Thompson of WCCO. She thought that was pretty cool. So, <laughs> oh, hey. so but um, but yeah. So it, it, that, what you said about the, the depth of the sections? Yeah, I mean, section six, which Edina came out of, was a monster. Uh, section four was. was maybe a little bit lower key uh, because maybe Stillwater didn't have the ranking, but they're a very good team. And Hill Murray was a top 10 team and neither of those went. So those two, and then like we said about last night, Holy Family, they were actually ranked third going into that game, even though Minnetonka was the higher seed and and Minnetonka was ranked fifth and and only one of those could go to state. So it's, it's a shame because there's a lot of good hockey players at home right now that, that that'd be fun to see them play in the tournament.
1: Yeah. And David, um... Andover is the one that really stands out, and I had a chance to visit with Melissa Volk on Friday night. I was in for Mike Max, and they won their section final handily over Elk River Zimmerman. No, no surprise there. I mean, a- Andover has, has run the table. They've, they've been able to beat everybody. They've won some close games. They've won some blowouts this year. But I, I had talked to her, and, you know, they had lost a lot of players to graduation or players have moved to other programs and they were able to reload they've got a great top line but but they they just reload with terrific young players it doesn't look like andover is going anywhere anytime soon beyond this year
0: no, that's correct yeah you're right i mean it, it, last night there was an andover uh i saw a kid with an andover jersey uh, over at braemar because that was the ho- site for the minnetonka holy family game and Eric Croucher at the former Southwest news media, he'd come over to me, he joked, he said, so is he here to see the, is he cheering for the two hemp girls on Minnetonka or cheering for Maddie Kaiser on Holy Family because former Andover kids are everywhere.
1: Yeah, and and that's what's so extraordinary. Had had they, and I don't know the circumstances. No reason to get into it. it. It you know they they made their decisions and they've moved on. But but that speaks to what they got going on up at Andover. They won the title two years ago. Runner up to Edina, by the way, two great girls hockey games. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for more as showcase. There's a lot of talk, David, about the Olympics and Canada and the United States and. Canada beat the United States twice, wins the gold medal. But it is a great showcase. But I'll tell you what, you get to the championship game in 2A in girls hockey, and it is terrific sports entertainment.
0: I agree. Yeah, two years ago in particular, I, I really oh. thought that game was wonderful. Last year, Edina put a stranglehold on Andover, so it was a good game. If you were an Edina fan, maybe a little bit less so if you were just a neutral fan looking for a compelling kind of a back-and-forth game. But, but nevertheless, you're, you're showcasing two of the, the most talented laden teams that we've got and you know you talk about andover and who they've lost edina i mean if you look at you know a few years ago maddie Wethington came up through edina and and she went to blake and then there's others that they have gone to nearby private schools so edina they uh they've got some tremendous players that that come up in their in their area and their youth program that that go on to other places so people like you said people are going to do what they decide to do and and i hope it all works out for them and and then you know it's up to the places, the, the, the programs that they left to, to say, all right, well, they're gone. So who's up next? And, and Andover's has done a great job of answering that question here.
1: Yeah, for sure, quite quite a year for the Huskies going into it, and uh, once again, it can bank on they will be the number one seed when it's announced tomorrow morning. A little bit of talk about one uh, A. Orono is really a good good story. They beat Holy Angels in a Section Five A final, and uh, give us a read on one A this year. Is is it all about Orono, or are there other players in this?
0: Well, I think it's it's all about Orono and Warroad. I think that's yeah. the other uh, team you got to really look out for. Uh, they've been good all year, um, and they 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 again have at the state tournament the last few years haven't had the outcome that they would have liked. And and I think they're they're sufficiently motivated to try to come in and, and do something a little bit differently. So I'm looking at them coming out, and I'm also looking at South St. Paul. Um, they were, you know, by their standards, this wasn't a great great year. They were 15 and 10 and two and. You know, they're all right, you know, but they, here they are. And, and I know that they feel like, well, we're here now and and we don't score a lot, but we don't give up a lot. So let's, let's, you know, line up and see what happens. So that's another team that can be dangerous here uh, in this, in this final tournament. So those three uh, certainly uh, have my interest. And we would be uh, remiss if we didn't mention Proctor Hermantown. They're the defending champions. And, uh, and they look pretty strong coming in. So it's, it's, it's a, you know, we talked about the depth of programs. Uh, as far as the talent of the players, I think the same can be said for the single A tournament. Particularly when you get down to the semifinals, the, those final four teams that are alive, uh, that's, that's, those are pretty good hockey teams, and it makes for a really good uh, Friday at the X with, with the semifinals for the one A in the morning, and then the, the double A teams in the evening. So, I think, uh, and, and so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, but it's, it's it's a it's a one A field that has a lot of intrigue.
1: Yeah, so girls' tournament Wednesday 1A get started. Uh, the uh, pairings will be announced tomorrow, the seeds and then the at-large, and they'll have the random draw, and then we'll we'll get ready to go Wednesday 1A, Thursday 2A. Uh, David, hope to see you over in St. Paul uh, during that tournament.
0: Well, you can count on it, sir.
1: All right, there he is, David LeVake from the Star Tribune. Good enough to join us here, News Talk e three O W C. C-O, 14 minutes in front of 6 o'clock. Uh, we'll, we'll come back, uh, say some thank yous, uh, get you up to date on the headlines from the day. Gophers win at the barn today. Uh, the Wild Idol, Timberwolves in the All-Star break. Golden Gopher women's basketball team in action tomorrow. We'll tell you about that. Golden Gopher hockey, men and women are hot. And uh, we'll tell you what's going on there as well in a moment here on News Talk. E-3-O-W-C-C-O. Got to squeeze this in, the Great American Race. The Daytona 500 is tomorrow down in Florida. No worries about the weather. It looks good. It'll be cool by Florida standards. Uh, there is a chance of sprinkles, but you don't have to worry about, you know, a rain out or anything like that. It looks like sunny and 70 at Daytona tomorrow for the 500. Speed weeks continue with uh, the the trucks and, the Nationwide Series, ARCA, but uh, the Daytona 500 tomorrow. Coverage begins at 1.30 our time on Fox. And uh, Kyle Larson in a Hendrick Motorsport Chevrolet uh, will be on uh, the point. He'll be in the uh, front row along with Alex Bowman, another Hendrick Motorsport Chevrolet. And then it'll be Brad Keselowski, Chris Buscher, and Austin Sindrick. Uh, The top five, Michael McDowell, Ryan Blaney, Harrison Burton, Chase Briscoe, and Kyle Busch round out the top ten. Fan favorite, Chase Elliott, will be in the number 11 spot. Once again, the Daytona 500 tomorrow afternoon down in Florida. I always look forward to that. I kind of forgot about it a little bit, but here and there I'm reminded, oh, yeah, the Daytona 500, so I've got to schedule accordingly. NBA All-Star Game, Cat of Reserve uh, tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully he gets some minutes in that one. PGA Tour, the uh, Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club in Pacific Palisades. Kind of between L.A. and the coast. Give you a kind of a lay of the land. I've been out there. And I've always said if I win a lottery jackpot, I, I'd try and find a spot in Santa Monica and then uh, – see if they would take me as a member at Riviera. Highly doubtful, even with a Powerball jackpot in the bank, but um, I'd try. Looks lovely. Uh, well, King Neiman, 19 under par, and he has a three-shot lead over Cameron Young. They're both playing 18. Victor Hovland made it to 13 under par. Uh, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, uh, handsome pairing at 11 under par. Scotty Scheffler, Maverick McNeely, Max Homa, Mark Leishman, At 10 under par, Adam Scott in the group at minus 9. So the final round at Riviera, Tiger Woods is the host. And I saw Tiger on the television coverage uh, with uh, Jim Nance and Sir Nick Faldo for a while. Tiger was looking good. And you may remember uh, it was a year ago that Tiger Woods was nearly killed in a car wreck when he was in L.A. for this particular event and survived and then was able to return and played with his son in uh that annual father son tournament. Now I know it's not the father son anymore because uh there's fathers daughters and there was even an LPGA tour player that uh, played with her dad this year at at that event. I can't remember the sponsor Kerry, do you remember the sponsor of that event this fall? Mm, I and, don't. And it's around the holidays. Yeah. But you know the one I'm talking yes. about. Tiger and his son Charlie Absolutely. played.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And
1: they finished runner up to John Daly and his son. Oh. And he, he played really well. But who knows when Tiger's going to come back? I know. So. Don't
0: don't. I loved from that tournament the their mannerisms were the same. Oh While yeah. Charlie was doing. He does I the know. same things that his dad does. Oh, I love it. I love it.
1: And and he's a, he's a really good player yeah. as well really good player and he was one of the reasons it wasn't all tiger that they were in contention to win that thing and and i wish i could remember i just call it the father son like i say it was a financial services company that was the sponsor of it but uh, a- anyway uh, by the way uh, over to the u a good win for the men they beat northwestern 77 to 60 they got off to a hot start luke Lowe jameson battle lead the way in the scoring go for women on the road at Nebraska tomorrow at two o'clock, they got thumped by Rutgers on Thursday, seventy-nine to sixty-one. Go for women's hockey; they're already underway against St. Thomas, closing out the regular season. They'll try to get a sweep. They've won six in a row and are ranked number one. Meanwhile, the Golden for men underway at Penn State. Uh, we had Jess Myers on earlier from the rink live. Uh, he is covering. Uh, they beat Penn State three to one on Friday. They get some Olympians back. They go for the sweep in. Hockey Valley. I like that. For football, happy valley. Uh, This time of year, it's Hockey Valley. And by the way, the Women's Frozen Four will be at Penn State this year as well. Big thanks all around. We had a lot of great guests. Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart, Jess Myers from The Rink Live. Matthew Collar checked in from Purple Insider. Steve Carney took us outdoors. Jim Coltis, Maple Grove Girls hockey coach. Crimson on the way to state. Phil Miller covering the Twins for the Star Tribune. Kevin Lynch from Valley Sports North, David Levake, who covers high school sports for the Star Tribune, Kerry Klatt, our producer, keeping it out of the ditch, keeping me out of trouble. Most of all, thanks to you. Have a great night.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.